So in the week that I spent in El Salvador with several other Unity people and other people throughout the Synod at other churches, I was an optometrist, a dental hygienist. There are no pictures of massage therapy day, but you can just enjoy these pictures by Michael Horner Eibler. Uh, it's amazing what photos you don't know are being taken when you're not even looking at the camera. And I was a pharmacy tech, none of which is a part of my day job. But then I was thinking, optometrist, eyes, right? Dental hygienist, teeth, massage therapist, the hands and shoulders and back, right? All of these things are a part of the body. And that got me thinking, well, at my ordination, I did promise to care for God's people. And are not all of these things a part of the human body that God has made? Now, Jesus was clear that the kingdom of God has come near, here and now, just as we pray on earth as it is in heaven. Healing the body, the physical body, the whole person, that's what Jesus was all about in these healing stories that we get in Mark's gospel and at the end of Luke's gospel today. Healing and liberation here and now Now, I shared these words with our group that was in El Salvador during a brief sending service on Saturday morning as we were about to leave. We were on the patio of our hotel overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It's a little different here. But I had been reflecting over the past week as we every day packed suitcases full of medical supplies and stacked them like an intricate Jenga game on top of our bus, and I was certain we were going to lose something. We didn't. And then venturing out through the mountains to remote towns and villages and seeing at least a 100, if not more, people every day in these clinics, and then receiving the best sort of hospitality in return in plates full of lots of chicken and rice, as Janice is nodding along, lots of chicken and rice. But I strongly believe that during these clinic days, we caught a glimpse of what the kingdom of God looks like. Now, as much as I would have loved to stay in that place, and not just for not this weather... I knew that we had to leave. After all, this moment, this time of mutual blessing in El Salvador was made for coming down the mountain. It's tempting to want to stay in certain moments, isn't it? In a makeshift medical clinic in El Salvador where we can really actually tangibly see the impact of our ministry or in celebrations that mark our accomplishments at work or at school, or in times of glory on the mountain with Jesus. These are good and happy and safe moments, and there's nothing wrong with them. But these moments are made for coming down from the mountain. What happens on the mountain is a remarkable thing. Yes, Jesus is transfigured. We see his glory revealed. 
But hear the voice from the cloud again. This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And these are similar words to the words that were spoken over Jesus at his baptism earlier in Luke's gospel. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Those first words launched Jesus' ministry with a blessing. And then these words today are a reaffirmation of that blessing as that ministry continues. And then here the words are turned toward us. A reminder for us of what Jesus is all about. This blessing is made for coming down from the mountain. Not long after those words of blessing were uttered at his baptism, Jesus is quick to begin his ministry. And so it shouldn't surprise us at this reaffirmation of that blessing that that ministry continues immediately through the healing story with the boy with the demon at the base of the mountain. This moment of blessing gives Jesus and the disciples and us strength and courage for coming down from the mountain to continue the work of ministry. And there is work to do, not just in El Salvador, but here in our own backyards, in our neighborhoods. Unity is blessed with so many partners close to home, and Unity is blessed with members of our community, each and every one of us who do the work of ministry and the work of the gospel every day whether that's readily apparent in your job description or not. So in a week's time in El Salvador, I was an optometrist, a dental hygienist, a massage therapist, and a pharmacy tech. But I was also still in all of these things a pastor who cares for God's people. And you, all of you, the people of God at Unity in Brookfield, our parents and children and grandparents and doctors and nurses and teachers and social workers and business professionals, students, retired, and so many other things in all of our work. No matter what it is, we care for the whole person. And that's what Jesus was all about, healing the body and nourishing the soul proclaiming the good news of healing and freedom and liberation in our words and in our actions. Now, St. Oscar Romero is a religious and cultural icon in El Salvador. And he was assassinated for his own proclamation of the gospel in the turbulent political environment that he lived in. But I think he's spot on when he says these words from one of his homilies. How beautiful will be the day when all the baptized understand that their work, their job, is a priestly work. That just as I celebrate Mass at this altar, so each carpenter celebrates Mass at his workbench. And each metal worker, each professional, each doctor with the scalpel, the market woman at her stand, is performing a priestly office. How many cab drivers I know listen to this message in their cabs. You are a priest at the wheel, my friend. 
if you work with honesty, consecrating that taxi of yours to God, bearing a message of peace and love to the passengers who ride in your cab. So it's not just in our church sanctuaries where we celebrate Mass, this meal of of love and grace, where we remember God's great love for us. It's in our daily living, Monday through Saturday. Martin Luther called that the priesthood of all believers. In all of our work, we are all entrusted with the great joy and privilege to proclaim with Romero and all the saints a message of peace and love and healing to all the world in everything we do. And we know, too, that Christ goes with us every step of the way, every step down the mountain into the village below. To paraphrase a fellow pastor friend who was reflecting on her own recent trip to Nepal, substituting some geographic references, she says more or less, God is present everywhere. God's face is reflected in rural Salvadoran women and men and in suburban Brookfield soccer moms and dads. God's presence is palpable along the Central American coast and along the shores of Lake Michigan. God's grace is the same in the metal folding chairs of Cordero de Dios and in the cushioned pews of unity. May we remain open to the infinite and surprising ways that God still shows up in this beautiful and broken world. And so we gather in this place every week to remember the ways that God shows up to renew and to bless us in this meal of bread and wine and simply in our being together. This blessing doesn't end when we leave this place, this sanctuary or mountaintop. This blessing is made for coming down the mountain. This blessing goes with us on the journey into the week ahead, today, tomorrow, for as long as we have breath. Thanks be to God.